Welcome to the In The Clouds podcast. In The Clouds is a marketing cloud podcast powered by Lev, the most influential marketing-focused Salesforce consultancy in the world. Lev is customer experience obsessed, and podcast hosts Bobby Tishy and Cole Fisher have partnered with some of the world's most well-known brands to help them master meaningful one-on-one connections with their customers. In this podcast, they'll combine strategy and deep technical expertise to share best practices, how-tos, and real-life use cases and solutions for the world's top brands using Salesforce products today. Welcome to the In the Clouds podcast. I'm Bobby Tishi on with Cole Fisher. I think we should change up the intro. We have mine. Well, I've always really enjoyed... Uh, like a theme song? No, not like a theme song. You know, like the... Um, I'll beatbox. You, you, <laughs> can you come be- in freestyle. Can you beatbox? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> That's pretty good. I can't. I, mean, I just sound like Donald Duck. Uh, but um, no, I always really liked... Uh, and I think they still have it, but I haven't listened to the actual radio in a long time. Of like, uh, you know, uh, 50 past the hour. Coming up next, Journey. Stay tuned. Weekly top 40. There you go. Yeah. We could do something like that. Like, uh, I don't know. We got to really class it up. I know. In the Clouds podcast coming at you live from Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana. But anyway, thanks for joining us today, guys. We're going to focus on uh, Ad Studio and really deep dive into the Ad Studio product uh, within the Marketing Cloud suite. So uh, for those um, of you who haven't heard of Ad Studio or haven't used it at all yet, um, we're going to go through first just a high-level overview and the features um, that are included. Uh, we'll talk through a couple of use cases, including some customers that we've worked with that have seen it work well and how they were using it. And then also um, talk through the available channels it comes through. And then also how do we how do we get started, right? So let's say that you're brand new to Ad Studio. Maybe you just bought it from Salesforce or you've had it for a while and you're looking at implementing it for the first time. What are some things to keep in mind? What are some good audiences to start with um, based on your, your data that you have? Um, so um, Cole, I'll let you kind of dig into the overview and um, high-level features and those types of things. Yeah, so Advertising Studio itself really can be served as a standalone platform. So you can go to through Salesforce, purchase Advertising Studio as a standalone product and integrate it into your digital marketing um, uh, suite and, and whatever else you're, you're actually doing with digital marketing. Or you can actually purchase, and most commonly, uh, purchase it with Marketing Cloud itself, uh, where it integrates into Journey Builder, uh, the contact data model, um, and actually, uh, it also serves to uh, integrate with Pardot and CRM. So, if you happen to not be a marketing cloud uh, customer, uh, but you are more on the B two B side, leveraging Pardot uh, and core sales service cloud, then you can also be leveraging Ad Studio. Yeah, the uh, the marketing cloud play is definitely the one that's the most popular, where we're mm-hmm. using our email and mobile data to drive. Um, retargeting and ads um, there. And then um, the second portion that you mentioned around Pardot has become really popular over the last year or so because for those who have Sales Cloud or Service Cloud, that's already integrated to Pardot. And then we just create or build the connector to the marketing cloud side, then they're able to use all of that for retargeting things like leads or, you know, people like that. And, and definitely not to neglect the uh, uh, all of the above option where um, if you have a B2B and B2C components and you're leveraging Pardot and Marketing Cloud separately for those, 
Ad Studio can still mm-hmm. uh, work across both uh, ESPs there. So uh, still a fully integrated on, on B2B or B2C options. Yeah, we've seen that work really well across the two in different audiences or different retargeting based on the different platforms or based on the team that might be using it. The main features of Ad Studio, for those of you who don't know, to summarize it, I would say it's a way to target or retarget your first party data um, and utilize it to target people on social and search. So for example, lookalike audiences are extremely popular where you can take your known audience, let's say it's your best customers, and send that um, data over to Facebook, over to Google, and they'll do a customer match and find people that are just like those customers and push your ad to those folks. Another element is retargeting. So let's say that Cole uh, used to be a consumer at client X, but he hasn't bought in a while and he hasn't opened or clicked on an email in a while. We could retarget him on one of the social platforms. Um, and then lead capture as well, which is where we're able to actually capture leads and bring them directly into Marketing Cloud from Facebook, for example. So let's say I deploy an ad to Facebook, I create a form there, and my integration mechanism is that lead capture element, and that will bring people directly into Marketing Cloud, which then allows them to go on to journeys. Yeah, and, and the retargeting and um, a lot of these options are, it just feels like really low hanging fruit um, and quick accelerated growth. So for uh, retargeting, for instance, um, what we're actually doing is, is Ad Studio is not actually passing any PII, uh, Marketing Cloud is not passing any PII over to Facebook or Google, for instance. Um, and so they're using actually the, the top of the line 32-bit encryption to pass some information which Facebook then uh, takes in or Google uh, or any, uh, any ad partner is actually taking within their platform and searching for those users. And so you may pass an audience where they see more than a 90% match, but no PII is being exchanged. So it's perfectly clean. It's, it's, it's all very personal information friendly. Uh, and so we're never, we're never really even flirting with that line. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then the, the other element too, kind of on that point about channels, the channels that we do have available to us to use within Ad Studio, where it connects to natively are, are Google, Facebook, and Instagram under the one Facebook umbrella since they bought Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter, and then also Social Studio, the social feature within Marketing Cloud, which allows you to integrate the different capabilities on the social side, such as social case. So if we wanted to suppress certain people who are in you know, a case audience at the moment or anything like that on the Service Cloud side, um, we're able to use that there too. I think the other big feature I would say that people use it for is on the suppression side. So For example, we don't want to spend ad dollars to our best customers. We already know that they're going to buy our product or products or be interested in our products. So we want to use those ad dollars to people who may not know about us or who may have um, attrited or haven't bought from us in quite some time. So suppressions are really big too. Um, The other way that Ad Studio integrates on the marketing cloud side specifically is with Audience Studio or, or DMP. So what we can do is we can use Audience Studio essentially as our segmentation engine. And with all the data we've got there, we can build out um, a particular audience and then send that data back to Marketing Cloud for those known first party data elements that we have. Um, and that will match up on a subscriber ID. Um, so something to keep in mind there. Again, no PII information lives in DMB or in Audience Studio. So when it comes over to Marketing Cloud, it'll be u- using that subscriber ID, and then you can match up 
to the subscribers based on the subscriber ID directly in Marketing Cloud. And another really important feature is Ad Studio's ability to integrate directly into Journey Builder. And so in this instance, in Marketing Cloud, if you have customer journeys already set up, uh, and perhaps, I mean, it might be something like a re-engagement journey where you're targeting folks that have 180 days or something like that out from any types of engagement with you or they're not opening emails. Those audiences, as Journey Builder goes and makes decisions, it can recognize that this person has now fallen off as an active subscriber or what we would define as an active subscriber. And so we can retarget them with ads. And there are actually a number of cases where we're seeing advertisers see higher engagement from non-subscribers than they do actually from subscribers. So, you know, not only is the, in this journey case uh, or in any journey, so even if it's cart abandonment or something to that nature where we have a certain product or we have a certain campaign that we're targeting to them, having touch point in email is, is healthy enough, uh, but having additional touch points such as obviously in this case, advertising typically has substantially higher engagement. And so I know there was one, I believe it was Scotch and Soda, uh, uh, brand mm-hmm. actually had a case where they had a million subscribers or so. And of the email openers, they, they saw an 18% open rate, which is pretty standard. Of ads, they saw engagement rates at, at a similar level. But then those that were exposed to ads and email as well, uh, which was about 16% of the entire population, were 22% more likely to actually make mm. a purchase. Uh, in that study. And so, and this is really common. I and mean, we've seen that those types of numbers over and over where just that multi-touch capability uh, is, is a fantastic advantage. And so integrating into Journey as a secondary touch to email is, is worth, worth its weight in gold for sure. Yeah, the cross-channel targeting and keeping that content consistent is, is really valuable, obviously in the Scotch and Soda example. And then the other, other area where it's really valuable, Ad Studio, is on the acquisition front. So obviously we're getting to target people that we would have otherwise not known about. But not only that, we're able to take the people that we know are great customers. And then we're also able to filter off of that based on what we do in Facebook. So for example, another Pernod brand, Malibu Rum, they were targeting, they decided to target a segment of music event attendees. So what they did was they took everyone from who had liked their Malibu Rum Facebook page, along with any other rum pages under the Pernod brand or umbrella, um, and then also had an interest in music events that Malibu Rum was sponsoring. So what they did was they then built lookalike audiences based off of these people to find like people. And then they used that lead capture that we talked about earlier to inject those directly into a journey within Marketing Cloud. So that way, we're deploying the target audience we want from Marketing Cloud that's going directly into Facebook. When people show, show they have some interest, that's coming directly back into Marketing Cloud and getting put down a journey. And they did this over a period of 10 days. They had over 1,300 new leads, new records that came in from this campaign specifically. And the open rates on those emails, the engagement was astronomical compared to what they normally has between 43 and 77% across those different emails. Really neat to see all those different elements and how it changed over time. Yeah, and I think that's lookalikes tend to be one of the most valuable uses in Ad Studio. Lookalikes, you mentioned retargeting and suppression as well, but retargeting in that example, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but when we're retargeting customers, a lot of the times, especially so we will bring up that example of re-engagement journeys, especially in that type of an example, all, all we've established sometimes in a re-engagement journey is that this user, this subscriber is just no longer active in email. 
or email is just not the channel for them. Even though they may have signed up, six months of dormancy has led us to believe that they're just not an email subscriber anymore, or mm-hmm. we're just not not hitting the inbox properly, or, or, or that they've moved on. But this user is still out there, and we actually know their know their data, can identify them via ads, and we can identify them with you know Facebook and Google and Instagram, et cetera. So as we go to actually implement the solution itself in Ad Studio, there are a couple of things to keep in mind, and some of them you'll find consistent with implementing Marketing Cloud in general. If we're just looking at Ad Studio, not looking at any of the other channels that may be included there, the other part of that is having first is the data. So um, if we don't have data integrated into Marketing Cloud already, that's going to be the first portion of it and is going to be important to um, have coming in. So if we don't have email integrated or anything like that, we'll want to have whatever our CRM is, whether that's Sales Cloud or Service Cloud, or even if it's a non-Salesforce product, in addition to any other data sources um, that would be important or pertinent to have. The biggest element there would be what are the use cases we have for these lookalikes or for retargeting or for suppression? Wherever that data lives, we need to make sure that's integrated. So integrating data is going to be monumental and really important as we look to implement. Once we have that data in Marketing Cloud, we're going to model it just like that we would on email um, through data extensions. And on the Ad Studio side, we'll use those same data extensions as audiences. So whether we want to set up automations or put people down certain journeys using those data extensions as our, as our audience criteria, we sure can. And then after that, Within Ad Studio, the configuration is fairly straightforward. Under the administration element is where you'll configure your actual social accounts and wherever you want to integrate this data to. And then everything from the Ad Studio side is deploying the audience, whether it's Facebook or Google, you'll decide the fields that you have in Marketing Cloud that match up to those. So the more you have, the better, obviously, because the better people are targeting it rather, you'll have. It's pretty straightforward from there. So biggest element, certainly getting the data in. If you're already set up on Marketing Cloud, it's a fairly straightforward setup. If it's your first foray and it's a standalone, um, then uh, there's some additional work that you'll want to plan for in timing and effort on that front as well. And typically when we think about, there are always going to be audiences that we recommend that you start with. We talked about three kind of main core elements across lookalikes, retargeting, and suppression. Do we want to dive into what each of those would look like? Yeah, for sure. Because um, I feel like, so, so lookalikes, we're already identifying our best customers. Uh, and so what we're doing is we're uh, segmenting certain criteria that we want to send over to Facebook or, or Google or wherever. And what needs to happen is, is a mapping of the fields of what you want to look after. So if I'm looking at a certain uh, age demographic, if I'm cert- looking at certain geolocations that I want to target, um, I'm identifying essentially, uh, you know, which any business will already have, who are the best customers or where are we seeing the most conversions? Now, granted, this is iterative as always. So it's, it's like marketing. It's never going to be done. We're still always collecting data on what that is. And that customer, that persona, whatever it might be, uh, is constantly being updated, but we're updating that as well with feeds to Google or Facebook or wherever. And those actually, though, those audiences are being updated every day. So as we receive more data on what that ideal customer looks like, we can we're, we're updating that with our audiences that we're that we're choosing to target. So these are our most engaged subscribers, our most likely to convert customers. So so lookalikes tends to be, especially for acquisition, the number one use case for for Ad Studio. And then we also got uh, retargeting. So typically, audiences and retargeting is done in. T- 
tandem, but we do have some customers that just use retargeting because they haven't really started or ha- are having trouble on the acquisition front. Or not trouble, but don't don't need it quite yet. And so this could be an area where customers are lapsed. So if we look at if we're looking for you know our best customers on lookalikes, we might be looking for lapsed customers or unengaged subscribers on the retargeting front. So typically those are you know two different audiences. If we've got that order or purchase data or history in marketing cloud. And then on the unengaged subscribers, typically it's a rolling, you know, 90 days, for example. And like Cole mentioned, we have these automator update each day or each week, whatever cadence we want. So that way we're always getting the most recent data into that studio audience to make sure that we're updating our audiences and targeting the right way. And we touched on this when we were working with unengaged subscribers. Well, all we really, it's, it's kind of silly when we think about some of these email journeys sometimes, when we're, we're looking after unengaged subscribers, our first notion is to email them and see if they'll engage. But if they've gone six months, a lot of the times, mm-hmm. these single channel email journeys to say, hey, you're not opening our emails, would you like to open more emails? Mm-hmm. You know, would you like to stay a part of our subscriber base? Like, it seems sure. counterintuitive, really, when we right. think about it. Because we've already established that they're no longer opening emails. So introducing the second medium, the second channel to, to approach them. And actually a number of customers see higher engagement from ads for customers that are no longer subscribers, like past subscribers, mm-hmm. than they do with current subscribers who are more apt to open their emails. Well, especially when we think about the whole you know, right channel, right message at the right time, where mm-hmm. not everybody is focusing on their email at this point. It could be that they're more focused on mobile or they're more focused on social. So finding where those people are and capturing where we're engaging with them and stopping, to your point, like on the email front, the channel or messaging to them on the channel that they're not engaging on. Yeah, ultimately, I mean, it sounds like when we throw more channels into this, we're throwing in more spin, but ultimately we're throwing in optimized spend. Mm-hmm. And we're throwing in more intelligently used channels that we're leveraging. And so if we're establishing the fact that they're no longer opening emails, okay, let's stop emailing them. For it's sure. pretty simple. Let's save, let's save our time and money uh, and, and not email them and just go after, go after ads and see how they react to that, ads on social. But then at the same time, the, the third use case this brings us to is suppression. And that's again, another uh, like optimizing strategy for us. And so I, I, maybe I've got an abandoned cart or abandoned browse journey or something like that going on. And I want to send this item that they have in their cart in the middle of their, uh, their Facebook uh, stream as they're going through and, and see this item and can convert. But if I actually already know that, that somebody's converted on this, then I can say I'm, I'm going to suppress them from, from this audience. Or if I know that, that they're engaging in a... Um, a more valuable um, life cycle right now. Uh, if they're looking at other products, then I probably don't want to uh, spend more money on them on lower level products or products that are, are priced lower. Or even if they have a social case, um, a service case open, I certainly don't want to be bombarding them with more emails and ads uh, when they have a complaint, you know, actively lodged with our service case system. So I'm going to want to suppress them and again save my time and money and resources from from needless expenditure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole optimization front, I think, is where people get a lot of value from as well. Obviously, acquisition, retargeting, but the amount of money that you're able to save from being smart with your ad dollars versus you know spraying and praying 
has helped quite a bit. So hopefully that overview of Ad Studio helps and what it can do, what its purpose is, um, the different feature sets and how to implement along the way. I think we're ready for a completely unrelated. We are. And um, seeing that you just had a quite a long road trip, what is it, Austin to Terre Haute? What is that? It's 16 hours. 16 hours. Yeah. Um, that's, that's hell on earth to a lot of people. I actually love road <laughs> trips personally. Oh, we had a great time. Um, a great time. But, but, I, but I, there are certain necessities on a road trip beyond just like water and air. For me, like there are certain snacks, like go-to lunch trip, case yeah. and, and you know, what you got to have. So what are your go-tos? What do you, what is the bare necessity the, the, of a tissue road trip? The, the, the snacks are harder. The drinks, coffee, for sure. That's, yeah, that's cheating. I know. Uh, <laughs> See, I like dozing off a little. It keeps it a little, it keeps it exciting. <laughs> coffee, Hit the water, <laughs> uh, energy drinks. Kind of energy I, drinks. Um, I, I'm not, I don't discriminate. Okay. I like all energy drinks. Yeah. I'm not partial really to one or the other. Yeah. I like, uh, as long as it keeps your hands shaking and yeah. jittering on the wheel. The bigger it, the hole and it builds in my heart, the better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the more, yeah, the more jittery, the better. I'm trying to think of like, so my, the first thing that comes to mind are Muddy Buddies, the Chex Mix Muddy Buddies are, uh, are Muddy are Buddies like, the, like what they call the, the, the puppy chow yes. people make? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Delicious. Same yeah. thing. Um, and then any kind of candy. So like Skittles, Sour Patch Kids, Gummy Bears, love all that beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Gotta have beef jerky. I feel like beef jerky is about as necessary as tires on a road trip. The, but, but the only problem is if I eat too much beef jerky, then I'm, I, I have to drink a lot. Yeah. And then I got to pee. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's 16 hours. You got time. So I think on this last, we only stopped, I think four times over 16 hours. You had pups with you too, didn't you? Yeah. We had the three dogs. So we did pretty good. The first leg, we went four and a half hours. Yeah. We left at seven at night and yeah, we didn't stop until 1130. What about you? I uh, my my go to drink is Big Red. Love Big, Big Red. Red. I, I just I don't know what it is. it's like a nostalgia. Underrated. Thing. It's and it's delicious. I just might add yeah. like, but yeah, it would not be if I were on a sixteen hour road trip. It would not be uncommon for me to hammer back a few Big Reds on the way. On the on that same note, are you a fan of cream soda? I, I I'm actually I'm quasi pro cream soda, but it's just it feels like a not as delicious version of Big Red to me. Yeah, I feel so like... I can't hate on it. I think Barks is good, but it's not. I Big love Red. I love cream, IBC cream soda. I used to think I was drinking beer when I was 12. <laughs> you, know, you get six pack in the bottles. Put a little brown bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks guys for joining and we'll catch you next time.